Welcome to the Humanity Matters Podcast, where we discuss and reflect on faith and philosophy, nonprofit leadership, and social issues. We want to engage ideas on what it means to be a free human being in the pursuit of human flourishing. For more information, visit our website, philipfletcher.org. And now, the Humanity Matters Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a uh, Friday edition of the Humanity Matters show. I am your host, Philip Fletcher. And um, hey, if you're watching me live, uh, welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, If you're going to catch this either on uh, the follow-up broadcast, which will be available on YouTube, or also on uh, the podcast, Big shout out to you as well. Uh, This is kind of a special episode doing a follow up from my Facebook live that I did uh, last night in response to uh, President Joe Biden, Joseph Biden's uh, COVID-19 action plan. And I just wanted to uh, respond to questions and the like that I've been receiving from people and phone calls uh, pretty much since I got off last night uh, and up until today. So it's been kind of uh, busy, uh, especially since it's my day off. But nonetheless, I uh, thought it was important to, you know, talk to people. Uh, You know, it's It's Friday. It's a nice day outside. So why not? So uh, here we are. And so before we get uh, started, I have to turn down my phone and stuff, right? Just got to go through the customary stuff. If this is your first time here, please connect with me on any of the different outlets on the interwebs, whether that's on Twitter, Dr. Philip Fletcher, my uh, public page uh, over on YouTube. Please go over there and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it, as well as the website, Philip Fletcher. Uh, dot org philip fletcher dot org and then um patreon you know if you would like to be a supporter of my patreon page and there's things on my patreon uh very unique podcast uh content videos and some writings that i'm putting out um and it'll be available for uh hey members of the humanity matters crew as i I'm starting to call it. So jump on over to Patreon. Just put in my name, Philip Fletcher, and you can support at, for as little as uh, five bucks a month. And that goes a long way for me to get books and other equipment and to bring people on. Like September 27th, I will have uh, on the show uh, Larry Sharp, veteran, entrepreneur, and former libertarian candidate for the governor of uh, New York, and he is also the host of his own show and podcast. Um, and so that will uh, be recorded on the 27th, and it will be available for everybody's uh, watching and or listening pleasure that evening. And so I am very looking forward to talking to this individual who also uh had threw his hat in the ring to be vice president of the United States as a representative of the Libertarian Party. So 
I am very thankful for the opportunity to uh, continue to spread my wings, if you will, and to uh, have interviews with different people um, across America and be able to expose individuals, specifically individuals here in Arkansas and the South, to voices um, they may not be familiar with. I try to bring on voices uh, from a variety of perspectives and, and backgrounds uh, so that we can learn from each other. Uh, and it can be challenging. One, because I got to make sure that I understand what they're talking about. Okay. And there's going to be times where I don't agree and that's fine, but still it's an opportunity to honor that person's perspective and uh, get to learn some things and sharpens my own thinking and, you know, really respect somebody's ideas and where they're coming from. And so that's whether I agree with them or not. And I think that's very important, especially in this day and age. And so that is a good segue. And if you've got any type of questions that you want to uh, hit me up with, um, I love questions. You can always send me an email at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. That's going to be active for a few more weeks, and then I'll be switching over uh, to a new system and things like that to um, better filter the questions and comments and I'm picking my brain that I'm getting. So if you got a question, as always, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. So last night, um, I addressed President Joe Biden's speech that he gave regarding uh, COVID-19 and his plan. Uh, probably the biggest thing that came out of that is um, him directing the Labor Department and OSHA to come up with rules uh, regarding companies with 100 or more employees. And, you know, after that, you know, getting questions from people um, comments from people where they're considering uh, resigning from their jobs and uh, trying to figure out what it is that they need to do because um, you know they're the single wage earner for their for their home and how this is going to impact them and you know how should they respond right now there are people out there that you know can afford to get a lawyer and deal with these things. There's people out there that have got I'm sure. Uh, money saved up to be able to possibly confront this particular type situation, which once again uh, is a lesson for all of us is that, you know, life is precarious and um, we need to do as much as we can, as much as within our power to be prepared for unforeseen circumstances. Um, and in this case, you know, there's a possibility that there's, the strong possibility that they're going to be individuals who once again, and actually there have been individuals, let's just be honest, who've had to choose between um, their conscience and their livelihood. Okay. Um, they've had to choose between um, standing for a deeply held principle, right? Namely um, matters regarding their health. Okay and their livelihood, being able to provide for uh, their family, being able to provide, you know, either rent or a mortgage and paying 
you know, those bills that all of us need to be paying, right? And it is it's a difficult situation. I want to acknowledge that it sucks. I think it sucks where, you know, you've uh, been working at a particular place of employment. You and that employer have agreed, have agreed on particular terms going into that job. You have uh, chosen to uh, accept that job and the responsibilities and the amount that you're going to be compensated from it. And then all of a sudden, an outside entity, the federal government, comes in and says, hey, your employer, y'all need to do this to your employees. Because the federal government has not figured out how to or doesn't believe it is, they don't think they can just mandate people take the vaccine. What they have done is, and I'm going to use a very strong word, they've taken a fascist approach um, and are using private businesses to achieve their uh, particular end. That's a strong word, fascist approach, okay? Now, it's a strong word, but that is that is essentially what has happened. That was what was announced last night. Um, you know, I got some pushback on using such words like tyranny and authoritarianism, right? And um, really calling into question uh, two of Joe Biden's statements. One where he said that this is not about your freedom. This is not about your personal choice. But the fact of the matter is, that is what it is all about. That's what it's always been about. That is why this country was was founded. And that is why people have struggled over the decades and centuries to be able to be free, to determine for themselves their course of life, free from any type of intrusion, whether that was on the basis of race. So we're thinking about slavery, Jim Crow, segregation, whether that was on the basis of sex, where women were prevented from voting, whether it was on the basis of sexual orientation, where men and women uh, who were lesbian and gay were prevented from uh, being married, each one of those institute, each one of those situations, goes back to the root of freedom and personal choice. So, a person having the freedom to choose for him or herself whether or not they are going to participate in a particular medical procedure is within line of those other significant historical events that I just talked about that is rooted in one of the founding principles of this nation. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. So for President Joe Biden to say it's not about that um, was an authoritarian statement. It was a a statement rooted in uh, tyranny. And for them to go about addressing a particular situation, namely uh, COVID and this Delta variant, to then say to mandate an arbitrary number of 100 employees, right, um, is a fascist approach. And I stand by that statement. And I think we can reach back into history, particularly two other countries, namely uh, Germany and uh, Italy, where fascism was running rampant. So I would encourage you to look at how 
those governments went about dealing with minority populations. Just something to think about. Uh, the other thing was this, is um, it, somebody brought up to me polio, right? Now, I wasn't around when polio, the whole polio thing happened, okay? Um, okay, I wasn't there. If I was there, would I have made similar statements like what I've been making? Probably so. But that doesn't mitigate the fact that we have the opportunity, okay, on whatever side that you fall on, to be able to stand up, and I think with a unified voice and say, uh, the, you, President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, your administration, you don't have the, the right nor the power to impose such an action on individuals. We're here now in the 21st century. We're not addressing things in the past. It is the events that is right in front of us. And so the question that we need to ask ourselves is, what responsibility does each individual have regarding this particular situation. Camus said this, is that the um, the individual, and I'm summarizing here, the individual who puts him or herself forward in a, a insubordinate manner is actually putting him or herself fo- forward in order to be a servant to the rest of humanity. Which leads me to this thought about individualism and collectivism. One of the ideas that is is driving a lot of what's going on today is collectivism. Is this idea of the whole is greater than the individual. That the society or the nation or this larger entity has the prerogative, it has the right, it has uh, the privilege to atomize the individual. That in essence, from, from the understanding of collectivism, that the group is of priority over the individual. And so as such, if you follow that out, right, What collectivism does is it looks at the individual and it diminishes freedom of thought. What collectivism does is it punishes any type of thought that is counter to the group. That it sees counter thought, counter ideas as, here's where the word comes, heretical, divisive, right? Collectivism as well, collectivism as well, also has a negative impact on things like creativity. It has an impact on the energy of of work. It has an impact on the individual being able to take 
his or her individual thoughts, his or her particular situation in which they are living in and existing in, and all of that is atomized for the sake of the group, for the sake of the whole. Whereas what the reality is, is this, is that it is the, it is the individual that is important. Who is important? It is the individual who with his or her free thinking, free thought, way of looking at things, unique situations in which he or she is coming from, that individual, he or she is what makes life what it is. And then when you have multiple he's and she's come together voluntarily to accomplish a particular thing, they are bringing their unique ways of looking at life, their creativity, their different skill sets, their different capacities. And they're saying, hey, I can bring this, but not at the expense of who I am and what it is that I have to offer. But I can bring this. And then when that is done, then I can move back from this particular situation, this particular assembled group of individuals, and then move on to the next thing. But what we have coming out of what we're seeing with this administration, and in fact, what we've seen over the last few years is that any type of idea that is different, words, thoughts, actions, are looked upon with suspicion. Um, They are derided. They are to be ostracized, alienated, so that the whole would be prioritized. So the individual is the most important entity in the world. And it is the individual who is responsible for him or herself, but it's also the individual who, over time, with his or her skills and talents, can bring those to the table to help out what we call society. And I think it's very important that we realize those things. And so to those who are watching or listening today, I would hope that you would uh, look in the mirror and just realize that you are unique and you are remarkable and you are unrepeatable. By virtue of of you being unique, by virtue of your presence, your existence in this in this world, right, with all of its ups and downs, your unique presence is vital. And if your unique presence is consumed within a mass, life is cheated. We've lost something. I have lost something. So I hope you would remember that. Is there a role 
for things to happen with a group of people? Well, yes. We are social beings. So individuals will come together to accomplish a host of different things. Individuals come together to reproduce. A man and a woman come together in order to reproduce. Two men or two women cannot come together to reproduce. It Our existence is dependent on two unique individuals coming together for a period of time for a specific event to reproduce. And then those two individuals, if you will, separate. Those individuals can create an individual family. And individual families have particular values and beliefs and customs and languages and a unique history that is different than the family next door. But as soon as an individual or a small group of individuals rise up and determine for themselves that their way of looking at the world, their vision of the future should be the way in which all other individuals and individual families should live. And they will seek to go and do that by some means of uh, using power that is going to negatively impact that individual or family. Then that small group needs to be resisted. Because, and, and I've said this before, that small group acts as if they have complete knowledge. And the fact of the matter is that they don't and they never will. The fact of the matter is that they don't and they never will. And so it is important for us to pay attention to and ask the question that when a situation arises, like what we're dealing with, with the Biden administration and their approach to uh, COVID-19, is this honoring the individual or is this atomizing the individual for the sake of two things? One, power, and two, the collective. Hey, this is Dr. Philip Fletcher, and I'm here. Uh, Friday edition of the Humanity Matters Weekly. If you've got any type of question or anything like that, uh, hit me up, humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. We've got a comment coming in. Uh, from uh, Michael, let's say, Michael, thank you. Well, I will cause layoffs, also cause higher inflation. So he's referencing um, this decision by President Biden to uh, have businesses with 100 or more employees that they have mandated vaccinations or uh, their employees have to go through weekly testing. Uh, so continuing on. Small corporations with, will say, 150 employees will lay off 20 to relieve this mandate. When larger companies are hammered with $14,000 fines, guess where those expenses are passed on? Fascist rings a bell in history, Weimar, Germany. 
It's repeating itself right in front of our eyes. It's now in a time in history when Hitler took over after Weimar. Hey, Michael, thanks for the uh, comment. And in fact, that's a good segue. Um, what are we to do? What are we to do? That's one of the questions that I think we have to ask ourselves in situations like this. What are we to do? Now, you know, there's individuals, you know, they can go to court, right? I've seen in the news today, governors, uh, well, Republican governors, because that's really who President Joe Biden was singling out last night. Uh, They're going to be challenging uh, what was put out last night by President Joe Biden. But beyond that, you still we still have these individuals, okay? Um, if they get laid off, then we have individuals in a situation, <coughs> excuse me, where they're going to need to find employment. And also what that means is they may not be able to find employment at one of these larger type businesses or uh, these corporations that have a hundred plus employees or even a state, a business that is a statewide, right? That has a hundred plus employees. And so then an individual, all right, here's an encouragement. This may be an encouragement. This is an encouragement to you for you to start your own business. Okay to create a parallel industry uh, business in which um, you become your own boss. You are able to hire other people who fall in a particular situation like this. I'm just offering particular, um, you know, some solutions, right? Do with it what you will. You know, you get laid off from the job because you're one of those hundred or you're going to walk away from it. Okay. Okay. and you have to start your own uh, business, your LLC or a nonprofit, okay? Or you join with others, right? Who are in particular situations and you create your own business, something parallel that provides a similar product and service, you know, great quality, all right? Great customer service, so on and so forth. And you begin to compete with that business that laid you off, all right? Yes, it's a difficult time, but also it's an opportunity to look at the difficulty and see, hey, here's my opportunity to do that thing that I've always wanted to do, to be my own boss or to get with that, my friend that we've been talking about this business idea forever. Now is our idea to do this. Now is our time to do this. That's my other encouragement for some to push back on this possibility of a Weimar and the rise of somebody else (laughs) actually more worse than Biden. Um, There is a place for, again, protest. There is a place for organizing. Okay. There is a place for organizing and letting individuals know whether that's a city level, county level, state level, federal level, that, these decisions that are coming out 
are not in the keeping of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or I'm just going to echo Biden's words to demonstrate it is truly about freedom and personal choice. So those are some things that uh, you could consider. All right. Those are some things that you can consider. I would also say this. For those who do not have uh, employees of 100, for you small businesses, you mom and pop type businesses, I would hope that you would pay attention to, to this. Because there may be some of you out there that wanted to take that next step to move from um, 90 employees to 100 employees. And those 10 additional employees would have led you to open up a new store, right? Or take that next strategic move or begin to implement and roll out a particular new product. But now you have to make a decision you know, there's trade-offs as to whether or not you would do such a thing. But look at that impact that it's, that it's going to have on your own business, but also the impact that it has on individuals who are looking for that opportunity to work at a particular job such as yours, but now they can't because you don't want to cross that threshold. So even for those of you that have less than 100 employees. These are things that you need to consider as well. How can we respond? Sure, courts, you can respond, opening your own parallel businesses. It's a word I'm gonna keep using, parallel businesses. Provide a different option, all right? Um, Other ways to respond is by visible, Organize peaceful protest. Listen to what I said. Visible, organized, peaceful protest. Much can be done in a nonviolent way. And I think one of the most significant things that could be done, but this depends on organization again is that there is one thing that the government pays more attention to, second most important thing it pays attention to other than power, and it is money. The Boston Tea Party was organized. Whatever you may think about them, Black Lives Matter was organized. The civil rights movement was organized. The suffragist movement was organized. They had a goal. They had their particular demands. And they let the citizenry and the powers that be know what they wanted. Now, with the Boston Tea Party, I would make the argument a little violent. 
you know, they destroy property. Black Lives, well, who was, whoever was in the Black Lives Matter, whether it was Black Lives Matter or a mix of Antifa, you know, whomever, right? There was parts of it that was peaceful. There was parts of it that it was not. What I'm saying is this, to move the ball, here's my encouragement to y'all. They're looking for what to do. Organized, peaceful, visible protests can go a long way, but then also impacting the government by withholding dollars can go a long way as well. But it has to be organized. Just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. So, uh, address something that was sent in to me and wanted to talk about this. All right. All right. So, I got a question uh, about my video uh, last night. Okay. And uh, so, I wanted to read through some of it. All right. Uh, So I understand your concerns on the matter of Biden's most recent statements. And when considering both in background and experience, I give them more understanding. Uh, The individual goes on to say um, his understanding of me regarding uh, human dignity and sacred nature of the human being. Okay. And also understanding in that context about our world being consumed by a virus. Uh, And so that lesson has shaped his opinions and his convictions, okay? Uh, Where others have seen large, powerful institutions looking to take advantage of social fear, I've seen human beings who are different from myself, primarily in the fact that they hold the power and responsibility to affect change such a way that the people they are to serve could either be better protected or ravaged by COVID based on their decisions. All right. That's very reasonable. All right. So uh, we, uh, his name is John. Uh, So we have a difference of perspective regarding those individuals. Um, And I think I'd be safe to assume those who are elected individuals and those who are in these particular institutions like the World Health Organization, the National Institute of Health, uh, the CDC, these bureaucracies. Right. And so um, from his perspective, right, just to honor what it is that he is saying, uh, that they have this power and responsibility to affect change. And to that, I do agree. All right. And he sees that they are there to serve, to either protect people. All right. So that people are not ravaged by COVID. Okay, so that is a very reasonable perspective on that. All right. He goes on to say, have I always trusted their decisions? Rarely, if ever. But I've always taken the view that they are sacred or scared, just like we are. And the weight on them is a weight I do not envy. So, again, I I completely agree. I I genuinely believe that in um, the halls of government and in these bureaucracies, there are individuals, right, who are seeking to use their their knowledge, their skills, and their talents, 
to do what's good to improve the lives of individuals. All right. But I'm also, and I think from my perspective and and what I've seen in other countries as well, uh, that there are also individuals who will see a situation like this, specifically this, this pandemic, and who see it as an opportunity to consolidate more power, amass more wealth at the expense of other people. I think there are a variety of those individuals within these different institutions. And so um, it's incumbent upon us to be, use a Christian word here, discerning regarding the activities of not only these bureaucratic institutions, but also the governments, these individuals, at least in our context of America, these individuals that we have elected to represent us in whether the city, the county, the state, the federal level, or school board type situations. All right. So are there some people that are scared? I'm sure there are. Are there some people that carry a weight? I'm sure there are. All right. Um, again, that's a reasonable perspective that John has. And but I also believe history has also demonstrated that in this context, there are also individuals who want to amass power and wealth at the expense of other individuals and will use fear and will use division, so on and so forth, as tools to that particular end. All right, so going on, uh, so he makes an evaluation of my concerns and what I talked about last night, all right? Again, I like these kind of things. These are the kind of interactions I like to have, and I hope I'm demonstrating to you um, the way to go about this, okay? Uh, As I said, I understand your concerns, and then he says, I use harsh words, and yet I struggle to hear that perspective in your words, okay? So yes, last night I enunciated concerns, all right? Were my words harsh? I don't think so, okay? Um, I have really made it a point never to demean anybody, even individuals I don't politically support, people I have disagreements with religiously, um, you know, even in my work that I do in my nonprofit, I don't think that is helpful at all. Do I use um, strong words, words that are um, precise and uh, definitive? Yes, I do. And I I think that is very important. I don't ever want to give an individual or any of you a sense that I'm being wishy-washy. I am... I think long and hard about things before I'm about to get up here and and say them. Uh, Things you may see me write, whether it's on any of my social media, there's many times I write, I delete, I write again, I edit, because I don't want individuals to 
get lost in, um, oh, he called such a particular name or anything like that. Um, I have said, for instance, that President Joe Biden's leadership is incompetent. But I've also said that about President Donald Trump as well. And so that is an evaluation of not their personhood, because, and I agree with John, as in their personhood, they are sacred image bearers of God, right? But their leadership, and however that has come about over the years, through their life experiences, you know, different interests, so on and so forth. Donald Trump, for instance, was in the more, in the private world. President Joe Biden has been primarily in the political world. Um, their leadership is on display, right? And my evaluation of Trump's leadership and President Joe Biden's leadership has been one of incompetence. Now, are those harsh words? I don't know. Those are words I would put on somebody's evaluation, right? Um, and so saying that one's leadership is one of incompetence is not an attack on their personhood, right? For me to say that President Joe Biden is dumb and ignoramus, so on and so forth, then at that moment, I'm, in, I'm attacking his personhood, but not. Every time I have looked at his role in the office that he occupies, just like President Joe Biden, just like all the other elected officials. So I hope that that helps. I don't seek to use harsh words at all, but I know my own personality, right? It, I speak definitively and matter of fact, and I have a high degree of just intensity uh, that it could be misinterpreted as being harsh. But uh, if you know me, you do understand fundamentally that I believe that every individual human being is made in the image and likeness of God and that they have dignity and worth. So just to respond to that. All right, keep going. Um, so he continues on to say, I am no fan of our political system, any facet of it, and am even less in favor of how our cultural leanings and in particular opinions are controlled. So I agree. It's the control, right? It is the control. Again, part of control assumes that the one who is seeking to enact the control has more knowledge than the individual being controlled or sought to be controlled. Okay? None of us are, from my understanding, none of us are the Trinitarian God who has infinite knowledge, infinite understanding of all things. All right? Us as human beings, we are fallible. We lack knowledge. Those who seek to control, whether cultural leanings, popular opinions, so on and so forth, right? Through using politics, okay? Those individuals are, hmm, 
putting forth a perception that they have more knowledge about a particular situation about my life than I do. So again, in regards to uh, President Joe Biden's COVID plan, about this 80 million, last night, he just spoke about the 80 million in general terms. He gave no type of discrimination within that 80 million as to why that 80 million has not taken the vaccine. And the reason is because he doesn't have that knowledge. There's, he cannot conceivably have that knowledge of 80 million people as to why they have not, as to why they have chosen not to take one of these vaccines. But he's seeking to control the situation and he's seeking to control these 80 million individuals, how the labor uh, department, he's going to vaccinate you this way. Strong encouragement right now to uh, ballparks and entertainment venues, so on and so forth. That's from a perspective of control. That is from a perspective of thinking they have complete knowledge when the fact is that they don't. And how do I know that they don't? Because he could not articulate 80 million different reasons as to why those individuals have not taken the vaccine. This is not possible. Continuing on. All right. Uh, Okay, but I cannot seem to bring myself to a mindset that would result in the same words and tones you express that, and that troubles me. Okay, so I could do a host of videos on my mindset regarding this particular situation. So I'll try to um, answer this question in this way. My mindset is this. Okay, one, I fundamentally believe that God made every individual human being in his image and likeness. I fundamentally believe, second, that we have sacred dignity and worth to exist and to flourish. Third, I fundamentally believe, right? That as image bearers of God, this is my mindset, right? That we are free to choose for ourselves our course of life while not at the expense of somebody else or being controlled by anybody else because we reflect a free Trinitarian God. This is my mindset. This This is my mindset, all right? My mindset is also this, is that I fundamentally believe that it is an act of evil to seek to impose upon another individual, to impose upon another individual your way of thinking or your way of living through any type of force, through any type of punishment, through any type of coercion. That is slavery. I know it's a term we don't like to use. Well, 
in particular situations. But that is exactly what was happening from 1619 up until Civil War. That individuals imposed their way of thinking, their way of life on another individual so that they, the ones doing the imposition, could benefit from it economically, socially, so on and so forth. It's slavery. It's, it, it, it is, it's, it's the, I don't know how else to frame it, right? But that, that is what it is. So again, what I am hearing from President Joe Biden last night, what I am hearing from host, a host of businesses and, and hospitals and things like that is that you are going to do life our way. And if you're not going to do life our way, then you're going to be significantly punished for it. That's what you do to a slave. That's what happened with antebellum slavery. So now this slavery is not on the basis of color. It is on the basis of having a difference of choosing a different way of living and specifically regarding a medical decision. My mindset also moving forward is, or coming out of this, is this, is that I firmly believe that individuals do great things together when they do them voluntarily. When they are moved, when they are persuaded by something that they see that has moved them and their sense of humanity and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to join in and help out with that. I have got these skills. I've got this talent. I've got this knowledge. I'm going to bring that to the table. And when individuals come together at the local level, right, from Catholic social teaching, that's called uh, subsidiary. When it is done at the local level, the smallest element possible, when those individuals come together freely, not under coercion, not under force, great things happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the fact of the matter is, if you are forced to do something that you would not do freely on your own, that is not compassion. Let me say it again. If you are forced or if you act under compulsion to do something that you would not freely do on your own, that is not compassion. That is you acting in your self-interest. That's right. That is you acting in your self-interest to do something so that you can avoid a negative consequence. I bring up self-interest because over this last year and a half, the the term self-interest has been assailed, that those individuals who are choosing not to wear a mask, they're looking out for their own self-interest. Or those individuals who are not going to get that vaccine, they're looking out for their own self-interest. But the fact of the matter is, if you're wearing a mask or you've taken the vaccine, you're doing it for your own self-interest. 
Every individual is always doing something for their self-interest. So, so the mindset that I have is one of human individual human beings as image bearers of God, sacred dignity and worth to flourish, to exist freely, absent coercion, absent any type of oppression, absent any type of force, and to do otherwise is echoes of slavery. And this brother is no, no, no. So that is the the, the mindset that is uh, influencing me. All right. He goes on to say, and I really, again, I appreciate John's um, questions. These are the things that I like. Again, I hope I'm demonstrating to you. There's things in here I agree with that we find agreement with. There's also things in here I don't have agreement with. And then there's things he he would just like an answer to. And I am willing to answer them. Um, but also understand, if I may parentheses, my personality. Like, um, my personality has been shaped by a lot of different things. Um, obviously, been shaped by growing up in my household uh, two-parent household, uh, parents been married going on 50 years next year. And what I've seen in that, uh, it's been shaped by, uh, being a husband and a father myself. It's being shaped by starting my own nonprofit and understanding what it is to essentially run a business. Cause that's what essentially is. Um, but then it's also been shaped by war and I've seen what tyranny does. I've seen what authoritarianism does. I've seen what happens when a few have power and they just decimate and take the lives of men, women, and children, and nobody felt as if they could do something about it. I am an introvert. I'm a high-functioning introvert. I read a lot. I love history. I love theology. I love philosophy. I read broadly. I love to engage with different ideas. But I have an intensity and I say what I say when I say it. And then I go back to being quiet. I wish I could do more of these videos, but there's times where I just don't have nothing to say, meaning I'm still thinking through some things. But when it's time for me to say it, it's I'm going to I'm going to say it and it's going to be like drinking from a glass of water. It's going to be clear. All right. Close parentheses. Moving on. All right. Uh, so he asked about my mindset. OK, great. The tones I express again, my tone. Sometimes I use some sarcasm. Right. I try to find humor in things. Right. Um, but my tone is pretty matter of fact. And, um, I love my personality and who I am. I am 48 years old. Uh, 
and I love me and who I am and how I speak and how I write. Um, and I hug myself and I look at the mirror and I'm able to sleep at, at night. Um, and my life experiences have, have built me. God has taken me through all these various life experiences, successes, and a whole lot of failures and has built me uh, to be able to do this, you know? And, you know, some people can't do what I do or say what I say, and that's fine. I like that is so fine. You be you. Again, unique, remarkable, unrepeatable. Okay? All right. Uh, John goes on to say, and we're about to close up after this. I'm going on an hour. Hey, Lawrence. Uh, thank you very much. Hope you're doing well, sir. Hope you're doing well. Okay. Uh, and so in that troubles, let me get the context back of the statement again, but I cannot seem to bring myself to a mindset that will result in the same words and tones you expressed. Okay. And that troubles me. All right. Either because your perspective is incorrect or because I simply do not understand enough. Okay. Uh, so taking that, um, I always like to envision things like this, right? So I live in Conway, Arkansas, and one of the major intersections is Oak and Hark Rider. There's a CVS, there's a Walgreens, there's like a health center, there's like a pizza place, or used to be, on the other side. But that's like the major inter- one of the major intersections in town, right? And I envision it like this way. So imagine this whole COVID-19 thing is one ridiculous, massive, horrible accident, right? So I'm standing at one corner. There's three other people. Each of them are standing at the corner. So all of us are looking at what happened, right? So an alien comes down, right? And he comes up to me and he's like, hey, what happened, right? And I stand back like, oh, shoot, there's an alien, right? But anyways, and I explained to Chewbacca, right? Hey, this is what I saw happen, okay? And so Chewbacca makes his rounds to each corner, okay? And Chewbacca gets pretty good perspective of what happened, right? Again, is Chewbacca going to have 100% of the information? No, because everybody's always going to miss a little bit of something for whatever reason, right? But Chewbacca's got some information, right? But here's the thing. If Chewbacca comes back to me and says, hey, Philip, you know, you're standing, you've got CVS behind you. The guy across the street who's got Walgreens behind you, he says he saw this. And I'll be like, oh, shoot, he's wrong. Don't listen to him. That racist, bigoted, phobic, blah, 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 blah individual, right? And the reason I am saying that really is this, is that there is a possibility that I know somewhere deep down, shoot, did I see that right? Do I completely understand what I told Chewbacca? So then I'm borrowing now from John Stuart Mill. I have a decision to make. I can sit in my ignorance 
because that's what it is now, because Chewbacca came up and told me, hey, the guy on the other side saw this. So I can ignore what Chewbacca said, knowing that there's other information out there. And I can say, you know what? Shoot, that's a conspiracy theory. Chewbacca, don't be listening to them conspiracy theorists. Don't be listening to them individuals, right? So I can continue on in my ignorance or I can humble myself. I can push the button, wait for the light to change, walk across the street, walk across the street again, talk to the guy at Walgreens and be like, hey, so Chewbacca said you said this, right? But this is what I saw. And so me and John enter into this discussion about this same event. And then we realize, oh, shoot, I've got some new information. And John realizes, oh, shoot, I've got some new information. Right? And we're like, well, dang, I've gotten a lot smarter. And he's like, well, I've gotten a lot smarter. And guess what? We shake hands. Right. And they were like, well, do we have all the information? He could be like, no, because we got two other people over there. And we're like, OK, I'll tell you what, I'll go to one end. You go to the other end. And then, hey, at some point, let's all come together. All right. So. Is my perspective incorrect? I would say my perspective is incomplete because I am continually seeking to read up on this stuff regarding COVID, listen to different people regarding COVID. I'm continually hearing questions from people, hearing uh, anecdotes from individuals, vaccinated, unvaccinated, right? Stories about people who have recovered, people who have lost loved ones, right? Getting as much information as possible. But let's 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 be quite honest here. There's some information out there for whatever reason, for whatever reason, we don't want to go talk to some people on the corner. For instance, it was released earlier this week. 900 page document regarding Fauci gain of function research and funding at that Wuhan lab in China. Have you heard anything about that? Why? My second thing is this. Why is it that President Joe Biden in his updates, he doesn't talk about number of cases, number of deaths, but also the number of people who have recovered? He talks about the number of people vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Why can he not lay out the number of those who have cases, the number of those who have died, the number of those who have recovered, the number of those who have to be hospitalized, and the number of those who didn't have to be hospitalized, and the number of those cases that were actually like false positives? Where is all that information? These are questions we should ask ourselves so that we can have a better perspective. And that's what I would say to uh, my friend uh, John. All right. And I agree with him here. 
I don't understand everything as well. But this is one of the things I do understand. This. This. So the other thing that fuels my perspective and mindset is this. This Constitution, even with its flaws, it restricts and specifically lays out specifically lays out and it restricts the role of the federal government. The president, the Congress, and the Supreme Court. It says what they are to do and what they're not to do. And more and more, they're doing a whole lot of things that they're not supposed to be doing. And I'll just be honest with you, we just walk around like, hey, I got my phone. I got my vacation. I'm doing my selfies. My kid is going to school. Kid is about to graduate. And all the while, they are treating this like one ply toilet paper. Uh, Continuing on as I close up. Uh, Let's keep going. All right, so then he has a question. So let's get to the meat of this, okay? Thank you for being patient with me. Uh, This is Philip Fletcher, Humanity Matters Weekly, Friday edition. Glad you have joined me. Um, Again, if you want to connect with me as we hit to the last part of uh, the show, connect with me on social media. Subscribe on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it. Hey, share this video, okay? All right. And also support the show. Find me on Patreon. As little as five bucks a month. You get some special content. I'm going to be sending out like t-shirts and cool swag and all that coming out soon. Those are getting made. So I appreciate y'all very much. So back to the question. All right. And again, I love questions. Love them very much. All right. So here's the the meat of the question, all right? And I'm quoting from my uh, submitter, John. As I see it, those in power have been trying to use it as they know how to protect the people they were elected to serve. If, If that's the case, it would seem that your issue with them is that this is not their place, their right, or their job, all right? So then, where would you draw the line? Or where would you, because he puts you in capital letters, All right. Emphasis on you. As numbers have come way back up in the last few months, are they to simply provide relief and stay away from trying to enforce safety or are they responsible for taking action and you think they are going about it the wrong way? Or is there a different answer I'm not seeing? All right. So I'm going to be matter of factly clear. All right. The federal government. Any government institution, any private institution, has no authority whatsoever to require, mandate, whatever words that have been cycled through the last year, an individual to take a medical procedure. 
I want it to be as clear as can be. Again, my right to live and my right to determine for myself my course of life, okay, is a natural right. It is not a right that is given to me by my job. It is not a right that is given to me by the Conway City Council. It is not a right given to me by the Faulkner County Quorum Court. It is not a right given to me by the Arkansas legislature. It is not a right given to me by the federal government. It is a right that is just within me as a human being. Okay. So, have they gone too far? Yes, they have. This, if anything, the decisions about what's going on is reserved to the states. At least constitutionally. If anything, the federal government should have been working intensely with other countries to figure out how this is happening, where it came from, and how to stop it. That's how they could have been protecting us. It already outlines the federal government's responsibility regarding borders. It already outlines the federal government's responsibility in regards to relating with other nations. It's already lined out there. It is not, and I'm I'm about to invoke these words, the President of the United States has no constitutional power to mandate to a private business that their employees are to be vaccinated or to be tested weekly. But I also say this, for a business to mandate that a individual is to ingest within him or herself a particular substance to which that individual, for whatever reason, does not feel comfortable taking. Just that that alone. I don't feel comfortable taking it. They've gone too far. Where would I draw the line? Constitution draws the line. That's that's what that's what I'm appealing to. I'm I'm appealing to this. I'm not a, I'm not appealing to like I mean, I've got like just leave me the heck alone in all points, period, right? But since I live in this country, I'm looking at this 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 thing this this constitution that 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 was that was appealed to so that so that it, I mean I don't know what else to tell you if if we're not going to hold them accountable to, to this then then just go ahead and say let's live in a tyranny an authoritarian state let's remove all borders let's remove all state borders let's remove all types of representatives and let's just be ruled by Washington, D.C. 
So they're going too far. States and their numbers have been different. And their state numbers have been different for a host of different reasons. You look at the populations, you look at where they're located, you look at their climate, you look at exercise and their health situations from these different states. Every state is different. And so what would it have looked like if every state determined for themselves they would address their particular situation? While the federal government focused on the borders, focused on figuring out what the heck was going on in China. So do they have a responsibility to take action? They sure do. And the responsibility they have to take action is outlined here. And if you don't like that, and I'm not speaking to John, I'm speaking to whomever now. If you don't like that, then Article 5 gives you the instructions on what it is that you need to do. Here's the other thing. And again, I brought this up. We have a, a difficult time in America dealing with the fact of suffering and the association of death. If we want to get down to brass tacks, okay, even if the federal government did the most authoritarian things possible, people would still die. People would, will, and in the future will get sick. It's like, it's a hard truth, but it's a truth nonetheless. And it sucks. Again, but it's the precariousness of life. And so for the federal government, leadership would have been that man and the man previous to him getting up to say, hey, these are things that we have found. Scientists have recommended. We're laying these things out for you to do. If you have questions, please reach out to your local officials, your local hospitals, so on and so forth. And the federal government working with the governors, not being an adversary to particular governors, but true leadership, providing influence through purpose, direction, and motivation is working with those governors and asking them, hey, how's it going? What's some ideas you've got? Maybe that's an idea some of these governors could take. Is there resources that y'all could share? These things that are done freely and not the approach that the federal government is taking and pimping us and just getting fat, but that's a whole other discussion. All right. Is this a difficult situation? It sure is. But again, and and I brought this up before, my anger and frustration is never at you. It's not. My patience, though, is, and I put this out today, 
it is running thin with these elected leaders, starting at that president. And, and again, what's up with Fauci? What is up with Fauci? What is up with China? Why is it that he spoke so hard and so forcefully and so condescendingly to American citizens who, for whatever reason, have not chosen to take this vaccination, but he hymns and haws to the leaders of other countries? And I'm thinking about China and I'm thinking about Afghanistan. So that was a great question uh, from John. I'm going to uh, send John some swag for that great question. I'm going to hit him up. Um, Again, if you have a question or you want me to comment on something like that, uh, as always, you can email me at humanitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, um, I stand by everything I put out on these videos. So if you're taking notes or you're like, ooh, Philip, you said this. I'm like, yeah, I did. I did. Like I said, I love me. I think a long time before I get up and say stuff and um, I don't seek to disrespect anybody dehumanize anybody i don't care what their position is they occupy in the united states whether they're a ceo or a street sweeper we all put on our tennis shoes the same so um again for those of you who are have some anxiety about what to do my encouragement to you is if you can afford it get a lawyer right Other things you can do, public protests. Do it organized, do it peacefully, and do it visibly, right? Well, public, that's redundant, but you got me, all right? And I would also add, the way government listens is if you withhold dollars from them, but that's as far as I'll go in that. That's a whole other discussion for another day. But, hey, I firmly believe there is, there's, There are watershed moments given to individuals and those watershed moments provide those individuals with an opportunity to shine bright like the sun. And so wherever you're at, whatever your situation is, whatever your status is, can can y'all hear those words? Whatever your status is. Isn't that crazy? Like stores and restaurants and gyms are now asking people for their status. Isn't that something? I need you to pay attention that this is what fascism looks like as well. And I'm being clear on that. So how will we respond and in the future when your children get older your grandchildren get older i know this sounds kind of cliche and they ask well mom dad grandma grandpa where were you at 
Why are we here at this moment? Why do we have to do it this way? You didn't say anything. What will you say to them? We have the capacity of individual men and women to do great things. And then when we freely come together, we do great things. Great intelligence, great creativity, capacity of learning, applying knowledge. And there's no need for some individuals to force us or to put us in a situation to where we have to choose between our conscience and our well-being. And in that well-being that impacts our homes and our livelihoods. So my encouragement to you is, as always, is to be love, to be kind, to be generous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. So be courageous. Y'all take care. God bless. Hey, if you found something of value, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher. Find us on Twitter at Phil Fletcher. And as always, visit us on the website, philipfletcher.org.